sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. I mean, I wish you had some of the arguments we had in the staff room. <laughs> I, we worked together. I, I also heard on just, the basketball court as well. On the basketball court, too. I, but this wouldn't have to be public. I, but the way I look at it is, you know, when people make comments about Nick Saban, uh, I listen. Uh, I try to learn. I try to make improvements in my own self by self-assessing in terms of what can I do to get better. You know, Miss Terry used to kill me when I first became a head coach about I did a terrible job with the media. And I said, you're crazy. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> She says, you're anxious, you're nervous, you're hurt. That's why they kill you. So I looked at it. She was right. I tried to change, and hopefully I'll do a little better now than I used to. So here we go. Classe is ready. His one-two pitch to Jay Cronenworth. Got him. Classe strikes out the side in the ninth inning, and the American League wins the All-Star game for the ninth consecutive season. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Wednesday, July 20th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, disaster avoided last night. Another Mr. Vegas winner. Uh, easy to just quit. Cheap stakes out west. Cheap stakes out east. Red Sox stick together. I wouldn't bet on that, Coach. Who's in? Who's out? Barkley and golf? Uh, I told you the fix was in. Uh, will eight be enough? Laying down the wood with Mattress Mac and uh, miles away from being a contender Why? We'll get to all those stories, push your phone calls, pyramid plays, and we'll check out our open parlays as well. No opposite picks again because uh, there just aren't any games tonight. We got a couple WNBA games, but uh, that is it. Uh, not enough to really do a full opposite pick, so we'll return on that uh, tomorrow since we have some baseball games uh, tomorrow. Uh, the calls there, you had uh, SEC Network with the uh, Nick Saban talking about his feud with uh, Mr. Fisher in Texas A&M, and then uh, Fox Sports as the AL does win last night 3-2. to two. What's going What's going on, LLs? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, Wednesday? Nice day, hot, muggy day. This is like nice weather for me. This is how I like it. I like summer sweat. I really do. I don't mind temperatures in the 90s, you know, where you can barely go outside. You coincide. It's nice and it's air conditioned. Now, if you don't ever get air conditioned, then, then you're in a lot of trouble. But to be able to go in and out in the hot weather, you know, it's actually pretty nice. I, I appreciate uh, it being summer. You know, people that complain, and then they complain about it being cold in the wintertime. You know, pick uh, you know, pick your poison. Which one is it? So uh, I, don't, I don't mind the weather being in this. How about the American League last night? Hit, excuse me, hit again. Not only have they won nine straight, but the uh, American League and under is now that combination six and one the last seven All-Star games. I mean, they have just dominated 21-4-1. Now is the American League. They had that one tie, remember? Last 26 All-Star games. 21-4-1, including nine in a row. Now, some of those years, I, I figured, okay, going in, the American League was the better league, but 
it's been pretty even the last couple of years, and they still they, they still find ways to win. Even down two nothing last night, you could have had the American League plus three fifty or so in the in game line action. And uh, they still came back to hit the two-run homer by Stanton, who was the MVP. And then Buxton follows up with the uh, solo blast, 3-2. And that was it. That, that, I mean, as, as entertaining, I won't say exciting, as entertaining as the home run derby was Monday, <clears throat> the All-Star game last night was a bore fest. I mean, National League had one hit after the first inning. I mean, one, they had a couple walks, so they had a couple base runners, but one hit. And I think that came in like the eighth. I mean, that's that's it. One, two, three, one, two, three, basically. Strikeouts left, strikeouts right. I mean, and, and, and the American League threw a bunch of pitchers that no one's ever heard of. I mean, they were all first-year All-Stars, as uh, my partner last night, uh, Joe Ranieri, pointed out. I mean, so it's not even like you had a history of great, great, great pitchers. You know, Verlander and this guy and that. Yeah, a bunch of guys, classy, classy. Who the hell is he, right, for the Cleveland Indian Guardians? They can't even find themselves a nickname for goodness sake. We got a closer that's actually shutting the door down. I mean, every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there was, was shutting down the National League. So... It was a snooze fest, but what are you going to do? It is what it is. You know, that that's basically the all-star game. Uh, it's been that way for the longest time. If you go back in time, you'll find way, 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 way more unders than you will overs. That's why we told you yesterday on the show, what did we say? Don't buck these trends. American League's won eight in a row heading into last night. I mean, you got to be an idiot to bet against the American League. I mean, what, what are you doing? They, they won eight straight. I mean, nothing's changed. Same basic players. Why would last night be any different? Why? Because it was in L.A.? Because it was Dodger home game? Who cares? Same thing with the under. Pitchers have dominated throughout all of baseball. I, I look back to the first All-Star game when it happened, you know, 60 years ago. And if you figure out the over-under on most of these games is probably around eight or so. You had way, 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 way more unders. And uh, as I said, uh, six of the last seven have gone under. Nine of the last 12 have gone under. So it's a rare time where I think the public uh, won out with, with the, at least the trends winning out with the American League winning and the under uh, hitting. So a nice, nice job there. Game does not go to extra innings. I meant to bring this up yesterday, and I'll talk about it when we come back from the break. Um, they really could have had a boatload of issues uh, on their plate had that game finished in a tie. I'll talk about that when we come back. Opposite picks. I got all kind of winners for you today as well, despite no games. Believe it or not, right here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That ball is hammered to left center field. Goodbye. Two-run shot. Sit as a kid coming to games here at Dodger Stadium. Games in a season for the second time in his career this year. Trying to lead the Twins to the postseason. He turns on a ball and hits it a mile. Byron Buxton puts the AL in front. Two mammoth home runs. Stanton and now Buxton. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
Welcome back. Opposite picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Again, Fox uh, with the call there. The uh, Stanton two-run homer that tied it for the American League. And then Buxton following it up with a solo blast to put them on top. I really thought in the end they were going to split the MVP award. I mean, it, it was down to those two. I mean, you, you know, I suppose you probably could have give uh, given it to the uh, Guardians closer because he struck out the side in the bottom of the ninth inning. But, yeah, you know, that, that would have, you know, really it was just yeah, two guys. That, that was it. So I, I thought for sure they were going to split it. Knowing this is 2022 and how nobody can make up their minds, you know, what's more important, the two-run homer that tied it or the home run that, uh, you know, gave them the lead? Uh, you can't have the lead, I suppose, without tying it, so Stanton gets the honor, but in reality, uh, you know, one half dozen or the other, but it goes to Stanton, the Stanky, naturally, over the Minnesota Twin. So uh, American League wins it 3-2, three three. Two. nice straight win, game goes under again, uh, but the game did not go to extra innings, and I... I like being ahead on these things, and we do a pretty good job here, I think, of, of being ahead. But in the afternoon, I was thinking, you know, with this goofy when they announced the, the home run shootout, if you will, if the game ends in a tie after nine innings, I just automatically, I didn't really think about it until later on, automatically thought, okay, if the game is tied at three, we'll say, uh, it goes to a shootout, whoever wins the shootout wins the game four to three, right? And I said, you know, let me just double check on that. And I'm reading story after story about how this is how it's going to work. Each guy picks three players. They all get one turn, blah, 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 blah. But they never said how they they said the person or the team that hits the most home runs is the winner of the game. But they weren't saying if that was going to be counted as a run. Like if you go to a shootout in hockey, the team that wins the shootout, let's just say it's 2-2, the team that wins the shootout wins the game 3-2. They get credit for one more goal, even though it's not really a goal. So what, Scott? How's that important? Well, if you're betting the over-under, it's very important. Now, the game probably uh, went to 7.5. I did see it at 8 early, but it went to 7.5. But they had in-game line betting throughout the game. So there were times when the game was at 7 over-under, right? So say the game ends 3-3 and you go to this little home run shootout. So is the winning team winning 4-3? Or is it a 3-3 final, but you just get credit for the win? And I was looking and looking, and I I couldn't find out the answer to that. And I said, you know what? This is going to be a headache. Because, you know, most people bet hockey just know it goes to a shootout and that gets counted as a goal. So if I'm sitting on a seven, we'll say over, and I'm tied 3-3 after nine, well, I got myself a push. No big deal, right? But from what I understand, that was not going to be the case. That if it was 3-3 or 2-2 or 4-4, whatever the case may be, and it goes to this uh, little home run shootout, if you will, the final technical score would have been that tie score, 4-4. So people thinking that they had winners or pushes ended up not being the case. And then and, and if you had the under, you know, then you got screwed as well. So it, it's kind of like, um, you know, they avoided that, though, bottom line, because it didn't go to 3-3. But there were, had that gone 3-3, and there were plenty of innings watching last night in-game live with our show that the over-under in-game was 7 Plenty of time for people to have bet that over. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that would have been, had that gone to 3-3, and they came out later on and said, nope, that's your final score, 3-3, not 4-3. Oh, these, these sites would have been bombarded with complaints because they really, 
Not that I suppose it's necessary. Well, it is their responsibility. You know, they have to promote that. And Major League Baseball, listen, they're in bed with the boys in Vegas now. They have to realize people are betting the over-unders on this game as much as they are who's going to win. You know, they should have really, really promoted the fact that, okay, whatever the final score is after nine, that is your final score. So, but... Again, they avoided disaster, but I can only imagine the people complaining today. Had that gone 3-3, and they're sitting on an over 7, and they're thinking they're walking away with a push, and they find out they lost. Oh, that would have been just chaos, just absolute chaos. But again, uh, disaster avoided. How about the uniforms last night? Man, they were they ugly, especially the American League. I'm not a big fan of same color pants and top uniforms, no matter what the uniform, no matter what the sport. And I pointed this out with Joe last night in game live. And it's true. You know, it all-star game football. All right. You can't use, you know, the team's real uniform just because you got wide receivers going out and tight ends and they're going against defensive backs and the quarterbacks like that guy on my team. You know, you, you need to have the same color uniform. Basketball, same thing. Hockey, right? Same thing. There's a flow of the game. And who, whose team is that guy on? So I understand why there's got to be a, a new uniform for those all-star games. Baseball, that's not the case. There's no interjection as far as who's that my, my guy. You know, if a guy's on first base, he's on first base. He's leading off second base if it's a base runner. So there's no reason why these guys can't wear their home, if you will, uniforms. Why not, right? I mean, it, it, the whole thing's about promotion. Don't you want to sell your uniform? Don't you want to sell? Instead, of you're going to have these ugly grayish blue with, with uh, the gold numerals and lettering, which you couldn't even read because it blended in. Oh, they were ugly, ugly. Who's the bird brain that said, okay, let's choose those. And then it was the same color pants and top. Oh, I hate that. Man. Nauseating. If I told you one player got plunked without having to give me the player but the team, you know, who would you have guessed? <laughs> it, it was uh, the Mets last night. One guy, uh, Pete Alonzo, he's batting against Alec Manoa. I got to tell you, another, another disaster avoided by baseball last night. So pretty cool. You know, the, the little I got to hear of it because I was hosting my own TV show there. They were talking to the players while the game was going on. We've kind of seen that before on Fox uh, in the four-letter network with, with some of these games, right? So, but last night they did a pretty good job. I mean, they were talking to runners on base and then center fielders with Rodriguez. And at one point they were talking to the pitcher, Alec Manoa of Toronto for the American League. And he's facing Pete Alonso of the Mets. And they're talking to him in between pitches and they're talking to him while he's in his windup, and they're like, well, you know, what are you going to throw this guy? What are you going to do? You going to strike him out? What are you going to do? I mean, you know, it's like, wow. And then lo and behold, Manoa hits Alonzo with the pitch. Hit him right on his foot, which obviously there, there's no muscle there. there. There's no fat there to protect your foot. It's basically all bone, right? I mean, he could have broken his foot. Could you imagine them talking to a pitcher who then hit a batter who breaks his foot and is out for the rest of the season, that, that would have put an end to talking to players while they're playing. I mean, it's a nice little concept. Uh, for a fan, it's kind of cool to watch and listen, right? But, I mean, holy crow. You're talking to the pitcher in his windup, and he plunks a batter. Oh, man. They are so lucky. 
that he didn't break his foot. Could you imagine how pissed off Met fans, you know, that they lead the league in players getting hit as it is by far. Could you imagine them losing, you know, arguably their best player because the networks were talking to the pitcher who's throwing 90 miles an hour and he gets hit by a pitch because the pitcher was distracted? Good grief. Good. Oh, man. And that hit him square on the foot. Square on the foot. Unbelievable. How cheap are the A's and Nationals? They sent their one player, Blackburn, for Oakland and Soto for the Nationals for the All-Star game, or at least they were going to in Oakland. He hopped on board a chartered uh, Astros uh, plane. But they were going to send them commercial. Commercial. They were going to be flying like a Southwest Airlines next to you and I. Major League Baseball's All-Star game. How weird is that? All right, more coming up. Opposite Pick Sportsman Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That ball is crushed to left center field. Paul Goldschmidt hits it out. 2-0 National League. And so his monster season doesn't take a break here at the All-Star Game. It's 2-0 NL. Yeah, I mean, my pops, well, my, uh, my pops took took me to my first Dodger game, uh, showed me uh, how to get, how to have love for this game, and, and now we're here. Look at it. So it's just incredible. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, 844-843-6879, the toll-free telephone number. Again, 844. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me just uh, open this up. Uh, here we go. Uh, 844-843-6879, just a little distracted. Paul Goldschmidt there with the uh, the home run. Uh, that's the one that uh, put the uh, National League on top two to nothing. And then uh, Giancarlo Stanton uh, slash Mike Stanton. Uh, talking about uh, growing up in the L.A. area, going to the ballpark and having his uh, father in the stands there, uh, you know, watching him last night. Uh, nice uh, two-run blast by that. That was a shot. I got to tell you, whoa. Um, listen, if that thing didn't go 500 feet, then uh, the all-star, you know, the um, the uh, home run hitting derby, nobody was going to hit one 500 feet in that place. Nobody. I mean, that was a rocket. I don't know how far 500 feet is, but, man, that went to the back of the back bleachers in, in Dodger Stadium. So uh, that, that was crazy. So American League wins 3-2. Uh, to two. So uh, second half of the season now begins. How about that? Yeah, but back to real quickly here with, with the uh, – so the A's were going to send out Paul Blackburn to the All-Star game via commercial flight, but instead he hops on board the Astros flight. They were playing the Astros on Sunday. And I guess the Nationals did the same thing with, uh, with Juan Soto. What I don't understand – is I once worked for a um, uh, one of those benefit charity benefit uh, award shows, really not not really a charity, but an award show, and uh, so it was my responsibility for calling up all these uh, former New York athletes and, and see if they wanted to be part of the show, which really was kind of like an eye opener. You know, you automatically think like you know all these guys would be honored to be part of the show, right? It's like no, 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 no. Scott, you got to call them up and you got to give them stuff. You got to give them stuff. 
Well, we're giving him a, like an award. Yeah, but you know what? We're only going to give him the award if he if he's willing to come and accept it. Otherwise, we got to go find somebody else. I mean, it really is like an eye-opening experience with some of this stuff. But bottom line is you have to pay them. You have to pay for their airfare. You have to pay for their room, their board, their families. I mean, it's a nice little racket you get part of this uh, stuff, right? So I am shocked to find that Major League Baseball for the All-Star game didn't take it upon itself to make sure that all these guys were chartered in. I, I, I find that amazing. I really do. It's the responsibility of the teams. It's the responsibility of the player. You want me to play in the All-Star game? You're going to make a gazillion dollars with TV stuff, and you're not even going to charter a flight for me? I, I got to hop on uh, you know, JetBlue and sit next to Scott, you know, Mr. Vegas. I got to hang your Southwest Airlines. What are you kidding me? I, I really, I'm surprised about that. Really shocked. So uh, Scott Boros was all pissed off that Soto had to fly uh, commercial. And they got in like 1 o'clock in the morning. How about the fix? I told you yesterday. Did I not tell you yesterday that that home run hitting derby was not on the up and up? Don't ever tell me things aren't fixed. They are. I know that's the nasty three-letter word that you're not supposed to really mention. Fix, you can't say that. <clears throat> you know what? It's either fix or stupidity, one or the other. Albert Pujols, our guy, you know, Mr. Family Man, you know, the one that left the ailing ex-wife with brain cancer, uh, you know, at her, uh, basically her deathbed there so he can get in training camp. Somehow that's it. story didn't come up uh, this week. Uh, so he defeats number one seed Kyle Schwarber, right, in the first round. And we're all yesterday, he's all saying the same thing. But who's bet on pools, right? We're all bet on Schwarber. There's no way Schwarber's losing to Albert Pool, right? There's no way if this thing is on the up and up, right? So lo and behold, he actually loses by one. But as it turns out, you know, watching that thing, it was very deceiving because they were breaking all the rules. You're not supposed to, one, throw a pitch until the ball that the batter hit has landed, and that's not the case. They weren't doing that. So the four-letter network was breaking away and not really showing where the ball landed because they wanted to make sure they saw the next pitch. So And they give you this, uh, you know, arcing shot like it's going to be a home run and then some of those actually weren't so anyway long story short couple people went back and they started reviewing it and i guess schwarber actually hit one more home run and he should have won the darn thing and then even in the final round soto's home runs uh you know like a bunch of his home runs uh were hit uh you know after or before the pitcher was supposed to pitch the ball what a mess. Whoa, what a mess. Schwarber hit seven in that extra session. Remember, they finished tied at, uh, I think it was 15, and then they went to, like, a shootout. Uh, and then uh, Pujols hit seven, and Schwarber was only credited with six. I guess they went back and said, nope, Schwarber actually had seven as well. Uh, number 18 uh, wasn't counted. I, well, what a joke. I mean, people are bad on this stuff. This is why a lot of sites don't take bets on this. It's just because... Who the hell is, is 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 watching it? You're not even counting. You can't count a home run for goodness sakes. You, you four-letter network screws that up. All because they were pushing pools two nights ago. That's this was Albert Pujols. You know, you could say it was uh, Julio Rod uh, Rodriguez's coming out party, and uh, you know, you could say it was the Dodgers and this and that and then Otani. But no, this this All Star game was all about Albert Pujols. They were making damn sure he was going at least two rounds in his home run hitting contest. Thanks for nothing, Four Letter Network. You guys are such bozos over there. You can't even count home runs. Man, and it cost a lot of people money, including yours truly. You think FanDuel is going to issue a refund for those that bet on uh, Schwarber?
That would be the nice thing to do, FanDuel. I mean, that would clearly he did tie. You know, I don't think there's any two ways about it. Would be nice. Maybe a little credit. I see Matrix Mac is at it again. This guy's a fraud. Uh, and I do know people that are part of the podcast that don't necessarily know him, but obviously you're familiar with him. And apparently he is a nice guy. So I, I don't necessarily hold it against him, I suppose. But he placed the bet on the Astros again. You know, he does this every year. Last year, he bet $3 million on Houston. They, they lost to the Braves. Uh, this year, he's betting $2 million. I guess sales aren't as good this year as they were last year. To win the World Series at uh, plus five fifty. dollars uh, So he's going to win over $10 million if the Astros win. And, you know, everyone's old gaga. Oh, he's betting this. He's betting $2 million. He's not betting, people. Is he putting a bet down? Yes, but there's a fine line between you know be, being putting a bet down and betting. Why isn't he betting? You ask. Because only he's hedging. He's got ten million dollars in furniture sales. He has this little gimmick, and I give him credit. You know, hey, listen, if the Astros win the World Series, you get your furniture for free or your mattress or whatever the case may be. So he has you know ten million dollars. In uh, mattress sales out there, we'll just say furniture sales, that he's risking having to give away for free. So what he does is he just bets that $2 million to cover his $10 million hole That if the Astros do win. So it's not betting. He's not risking $2 million. He's just hedging his $10 million sales slip. Uh, you know, he's not going out on a limb here. He'd be going out on a limb if he didn't bet that, you know, when mattress Mac doesn't place one of these goofy bets down, then, you know, he's really betting because then he's holding on to all those sales tickets, you know, hoping the Astros don't win. I'd be more impressed if he didn't put the money down on the Astros, $2 million to win the world series, because he would be risking his, I'm guessing around $10 million sales slip. So don't tell me about how he's betting and, oh, my gosh, and he's going out on a limb and people are talking so crazily about how he's risking this. And then he's not risking. He's not risking anything. It's just the opposite. Clearly, Red Sox fans all think alike. Clearly, J.D. Martinez of the Bo Sox listens to opposite picks here on Sports Grid Radio. Because he said yesterday what I've been saying for the last year, basically. They were asking him about Otani and the MVP award. And I guess they, you know, said, who, who do you think will win? And he said Otani. In fact, he said he thinks Otani is going to win for the next five years. His quote, I think it's a no-brainer. Echoing uh, Mr. Vegas, yours truly. How are you going to compete with Otani? He's going to win it for the next five years. As long as he pitches and hits, you're not going to beat him. In essence, he said, if you didn't beat him last year, look at Vlad Guerrero's season. Uh, if Vladdy didn't win it last year, as we always point out, nobody's going to win it. It's too much. If you look at the war numbers and value numbers, uh, who else can affect the game both sides? Just change the name of it to the Otani Award, <laughs> as he did win last year. That's exactly, exactly what I said. Exactly. If Otani won last year without putting up monster numbers, either offensively or pitching, and you had a guy damn near win the triple crown in Vlad Guerrero, and if, if Vladdy can't overtake Otani last year, how is anybody going to overtake Otani if he has a halfway decent year? You, you just can't. If that's the barometer you're going to make, Otani just pitching and hitting, no matter how mediocre his numbers may be, 
Well, he's going to be doing that for the next five years. So when does that wear off? You know, when does the excitement and the allure of him pitching and hitting, when do we get tired of that and just acknowledge, okay, he can do it. You know, congratulations. Pat you on the back. Uh, I, I take you out of my team, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not going to win. I'm not going to give you the MVP every single year. But I don't know why he's not going to win it this year. I don't know what FanDuel's numbers are. I don't see them, uh, you know, here in New York. They don't post those for whatever reason. But um, whether it's Aaron Judge or Joe Schmo or uh, J.D. Martinez or Rafi Devers, or the, I mean, how is any if, – if a near triple crown winner couldn't overtake Otani last year with less numbers, how is anybody going to overtake him? You know, J.D., you're right, 100% right, along with me. He's going to win it for the next uh, three, four, five years in a row for sure. All right, quick break. Back to opposite picks. We'll find some winners on the baseball diamond second half of the season. Next, right here on Sportsgrid Radio. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, I got a couple things for you. I know there's no baseball tonight, but that's okay. We still have some winners uh, to pass along. That's what we're going to do right now. As we did get an email uh, from um, one of our uh, LLs, uh, Mike, out there, who uh, said, Scott, uh, big fan, wondering if you could tell me the list of nine teams that you had over-unders yesterday with the win totals. I bet eight of them, you know. I know you had nine. I'm trying to remember who I'm missing. So uh, always find great value live. It helps make you, make me some shekels. Have a great day and uh, hopefully a profitable second half of the baseball season. Appreciate that, Mike. Okay, you know what? Not only are we going to uh, give you those again real quickly here, and I have some uh, that they've added as well. Will teams make the postseason or not make the postseason? Which the numbers aren't quite as good, uh, but uh, still some winners just the same. All right, the overs we gave you yesterday, Baltimore, which only needs to go 30 and 40. I, I just, I don't know how they're not going to go. And in fact, I was reading somewhere where uh, a ton of money is coming in on the Orioles and the boys in Vegas are fretting that the Orioles will actually, um, you know, win the World Series and make the postseason. That's like the big, 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 big bet. Um, I don't think they're going to win the World Series. You know, maybe they make the playoffs, but they win in the World Series for those tickets to actually have to cash. But I guess that's like the hot new team now, Baltimore. So uh, their 500 ball, they only need to go 30 and 40 to get their 75 and a half wins. I don't know how they don't do that. Seattle uh, was another one. Uh, they only need to go 36 and 33, and there's 69 games left. They only have 22 games left against winning teams. That's 47 games left against under 500 teams. How is Seattle not going 36 and 33, right? Uh, Tampa Bay, 51 and 41. We went over on the uh, the Devil Dogs. Uh, they only need to go 36 and 34. You're telling me that a team that's 10 games over 500, perennial playoff teams, not going to play 500 baseball second half of the season? I find it hard to believe. Dodgers, Yankees, and Astros were other ones. Those are obviously very good teams, but the second half numbers very modest: 42 and uh, 28 for the Stanks, 43 and 28 for the Astros, and 44 and 28 for the Dodgers. Uh, they could win those games in their sleep if they wanted to. So Baltimore, Houston, Stankies, Seattle, Dodgers, uh, Devil Dogs. 
Under, we gave you three teams. The Angels, who are 14 games under 500, they would have to play 36 and 34 baseball the rest of the way in order to hit their over 74 and a half. They are not. With Trout missing probably the rest of the game of the season, uh, you know I know it's only this and that, but chances are he's not coming back. Uh, chances are they sell a couple of players that are worth something, so that that is that is not a thirty six and thirty four team. Uh, Washington, uh, we're going to go under there. The twenty they need to go twenty eight and forty. They have forty games left against winning teams. Where are they going to win ten of those? That means they'd have to play well over five hundred baseball the rest of the way against the other teams. Not happening. And then Texas. Uh, at 41 and 49, we're going to go under Rangers. Uh, they would need to go 34 and 38 the rest of the way. And I don't that, that team is coming way back to the pack. Started off nicely, nice little start to the season, but we're seeing a real Ranger team. So Angels, Nats, and uh, Rangers all unders. Teams to make the playoffs. We only picked out one. For some reason, FanDuel, I'm going to go back there, but I, I don't know if there was a little glitch in their system, but they were listing teams two and three times, and they weren't listing everybody. Um I don't know why, um, you know, and I'm going to go to the site right now and see if it's still at the case. Uh, so I didn't look at all the numbers in all the teams, but uh, let me see. Uh, but win total to make the playoffs. All right. Uh, you know what? They've added a few more. Well, not, not, not all of them. But anyway, bottom line is here's who we're going to go with. Uh, Minnesota Twins, yes, minus 115. You have two bullets in your chamber here. They can either win the division, which they're in first place, or they can win a wild card. So somewhere along, and they're playing in a division, which is arguably the worst in baseball. So you're telling me Minnesota's not going to make the playoffs? Really? Uh, they're six games over 500. They got a two-game lead over Cleveland, three-game lead over the White Sox. And again, they have the wild card that they can fall back on as well. I, I think they're going to win the division. I really do. Uh, I, I think Cleveland's a fraud. White Sox have been an enigma all year. And Detroit and Kansas City suck. You know, so you have one team, two teams, you know, Cleveland at 46 and 44 is the second team. You only have two teams over 500. They have a ridiculously easy schedule. I think the Twins are by far the best team in that division. So I, I do like them to make the playoffs at minus 115. To not make the playoffs. Now, this one we're searching for a little, you know, a little value here, if you will. Hate that phrase. We're going to go with Toronto plus 360. That's probably the biggest number on the board. Certainly one of them. Right now, if the postseason were to start, they would be in. Uh, they're in the third wild card spot. Tampa Bay 1, Seattle 2, Toronto 3 in the American League. Red Sox 2 behind, Guardians 2.5 behind, Orioles 3.5, White Sox 3.5. So you have 1, 2, 3, 4 teams all within striking distance. You know what? Uh, they fire their manager. They're, they're kind of stuck in mud, have been all year, waiting for them to, uh, you know, get on, off on one of those 9-1 streaks. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen this year for them. I really don't. So you want to give me plus 360 with all those teams all bunched together? I could see them not making it. San Diego, plus 260 in the National League. Now, right now, they would be in. Right now, they're sitting in the number two spot behind Atlanta for the wild card. Philadelphia is in the number three spot. But then you have St. Louis, which is basically a half a game back. You have the Giants a half a game back, and you got the Marlins uh, five and a half back. And then it goes down to the Rockies, and the Rockies aren't competing. I don't even know if the Marlins are. So you have fewer teams. I will admit that in the National League. But 
again, it's about you want to, you know, it, it's pick them right now. And uh, you want to give me plus 260? I don't think they get in. White Sox, uh, back up top. We'll give you all the ones that have the positive odds. Plus 118. I don't think they're getting in. I think you're only going to get one out of the uh, Central Division. And I told you already, I think that's Minnesota. So you want to give me odds on a team that right now is on the outside looking in. Three and a half back. That's only 500. Uh, You think all of a sudden that team's going to turn it on? You know, dissension in the clubhouse. LaRusa doesn't know if he's coming or going. Uh, he's, he's more busy saving cats. Uh, no, I'll take the plus 118. San Francisco, you got only a little juice here. Minus 148. I don't think that team's making the playoffs. They're only a half a game back. They're the number five team in that five-horse race, though. Uh, you know, division race is obviously done. So 48 and 43, they finished up the first half on a little bit of a roll, winning seven of their last 10. But I think to me, it's either going to be Mets or Braves, right? That's going to be one team. I love the Cardinals. So so I'll say Cardinals or Brewers. That's the second team. And then you're going to have Philadelphia and uh, San Francisco and Miami and San Diego fighting for that last spot. Uh, I'm not sure who it's going to be, but I'm betting it's not going to be San Fran. Philadelphia minus 102. I don't think it's going to be Philadelphia either. Uh, I'm getting them at Pickham. Right now they would be in 49-43, but I, I'm still not a believer in this Philadelphia team. Their bullpen stinks. Uh, their starting pitching has been very, very good, but I'm thinking that's going to come back to the pack a little bit. Um, I, I just think we're, you're buying them at a crest if you, if you go over now. So I'm going to, in essence, go under by them not making the postseason. Tough division, obviously. Tough schedule. You know, they got to play the Braves a ton of times, the Mets a ton of times. That, that's not easy. Marlins can even give you a couple of, uh, you know, fits outside of the Nationals. That, that's a difficult division. So I'm going to say no. I, I think when everything is said and done, that team finishes under 500. And then the last one, I know you're not going to like this, uh, fellow Red Sox fans, but this uh, segment's about making money, not friends. I got a feeling the Red Sox are going to kind of fall off the wayside as well. Minus 138. They're 48 and 45. They're in the number four spot right now. They're two games back. They're obviously not catching the Stankies. Uh, Tough division, tough schedule the rest of the way. They got to play the Yanks a gazillion times. Uh, they got Toronto on there. They, they got the Baltimore a few times. They got Tampa Bay. They never beat. They got Minnesota on there. Um, I, you know, but forget about even who they play. I just, their pitching stinks. And now sail out that, that was the final straw. You know, I might not have put them on there with sail back, but he breaks his pinkies. He's going to miss, you know, at least a month and a half, two months. He has to, right? Because it's his throwing hand. So even if he's able to recover, he, he still has to get his arm back in shape. So the chances are very good. We've seen the last of Chris Sale this season. So, you know, they got four rookies in their starting rotation. And they've been piecemealing it together. You have to lay a little juice. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think they're making the playoffs. And you're not really laying that much juice at 138. So there's too many good teams in the American League. Um, so Toronto, flyer on them at plus 360. San Diego, flyer. Them at plus 260, White Sox at plus 118, San Fran minus 148, Boston minus 138, and then Philadelphia minus 102. 
Those are our six plays. And then you have Minnesota to make the playoffs at uh, plus uh, 115 or minus uh, 115. I do think that they are going to uh, to win. So all the others, you know, Marlins uh, no is 50 to one. Guardians no is uh, two and a half to one. Uh, not willing to, to lay that. Uh, I think the Brewers will, but I'm not going to lay the minus 290 on the Brewers. Uh, that's too high for me. And uh, that's uh, basically it. The only way that, you know, the, the, the Giants at minus 148 is a little pricey. I, I must say that. Um, but I now we go yes on Tampa Bay at minus 245. You know, if you want to put these in parlays, but Toronto at minus five to one on yes. But they just they, they just can't get over the, you know, the, uh, oh, no, they won't let you parlay them. All right. At least not a fan deal anyway, so you can't uh, put them in parlays. They they love that Toronto team. They really just uh, it's amazing how they can't go off that Toronto team, even though they're uh, you know the last wild card team right now. All right, a couple of other things here. Um, I brought this up before. I I, I just you know I, I don't get it. They uh, revealed that Charlotte restricted free agent Miles Bridges is facing now three felony domestic violence charges after being accused of assaulting his girlfriend in front of their two kids. So, I mean, that story in itself is, is bad enough. But I'll, I'll take the sports angle from that standpoint. Obviously, they probably won't have him on the team this year. Who wants him, right? I just don't understand the Charlotte Hornets franchise with Michael Jordan. I, I just... No one's really been given me, you know, when I bring this up, no one's given me a real solid answer either. And the question is, how is it possible that the greatest basketball player, perhaps of all time, can't lure free agents to his team? And his team is sitting in basketball country, right? I mean, you got Duke down here. You got North Carolina down here. You got Wake Forest over here. You got NC State over here. You got a gazillion college, big-time colleges. There's got to be a ton of players in the NBA from those schools. You would think a certain amount of those players would just want to go back home anyway, let alone play for Michael Jordan. How is Michael Jordan walking into people's homes saying, hey, come sign with the Charlotte Hornets, and, and people are saying no to Michael Jordan? I don't get that. How is that franchise basically being the doldrums, you know, since he's bought it? I, I don't I don't get it. Where is his great, great competitive nature that we always heard about when a, when, as, as a player? Very weird. Very weird. One step forward, two steps back again for the Hornets. Back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Ah, that you are on this uh, Wednesday hump day here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Uh, pro football, well, actually football full circle. Uh, football full circle coming up next with uh, my boy Joe Lisi and Ben Stevens. Uh, a couple little things here. FanDuel also offers up uh, a bet you can make on who's going to have the best record, regular season record. So Yankees are minus 130, Dodgers plus 160, Astros plus 550. Now the Astros do have the worst record out of those three teams at 59 and 32. That is four more losses than the, the Yanks have, but they only play 38 games against winning teams. Yankees play 53. 
Dodgers play 41 and they're 60 and 30. Um, you know, that's yeah, at five and a half to one. I, I think the Dodgers, when everything's said and done, will have the best record. So you can put a couple of shekels on them at plus 160. I don't think it'll be the Yanks. Uh, 53 games out of 70 against winning teams in that division, that, that's tough. I mean, they're, they're going to win their share, don't get me wrong, but they're also going to lose their share games. So I, I think the uh, the Astros at plus 550 is actually not a bad little play you can make. Uh, golf. How about the Charles Barkley uh, supposedly uh, trying to get a job at the, the 54 Golf Club, LIV? I mean, it's bad enough watching Barkley play golf. Uh, to listen to him in a broadcast for three hours talking golf, that would be a tough watch. That would be a tough watch. Uh, SEC holding its uh, annual media days this week. Uh, Vandy, first-year Vandy head coach uh, Clark Lee said that uh, he says uh, he thinks uh, the Vanderbilt football program will be the best program in the country. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily bet on that there, Coach. Uh, you've lost 21 straight conference games. <laughs> uh, they haven't had a winning record since uh, James Franklin was there. I don't think they're going to have the best record uh, in the country. Uh, could be could be wrong about that, but I, I don't think so. All right, the uh, football full circle coming up next. I'll be on in-game live, me and Joe Ranieri, later on tonight, and then we'll be back at it tomorrow morning right here on Sports Good Radio, 11 o'clock Eastern time, as we always are. Enjoy your Wednesday, folks. Be safe.